we're going to be getting very witchy today. Very, very witchy. <laughs> we're going to talk about things that we have seen that we cannot unsee, no matter how hard we try. <laughs> and, <laughs> and joining me to go through this process, and I do mean process, is my lovely co-host, Ariel. Hi. Who is the reason for this fucked up Sorry. season? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Our other co-host, Matilda. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and joining me in what what the fucksville is Sarah. Hi. Hi. How Ariel, are you? Guys what the all- fuck? <laughs> Hey, before we start, I just want to say, Sarah, this is your own damn fault, because when I was complaining about Hagazusa last episode, you were like, you know, you can just make us watch it, right? And I was like, oh, shit, you're right. And so that's what I did. So Yes, yes, I know. And I'm regretting that decision immediately. <laughs> Remember when Ariel was nice to us? <laughs> and she worried yeah. about our feelings? Yeah, Kat, Kat I had the best time. What, uh, oh, my God, of course. What we did. did to make you mad. I am so sorry, Kat. <laughs> I really am. Oh, oh she's, she's got another like question, but I'll save that for when we're talking. Actually, oh, talking about Hagazusa. Okay. All right. I'm okay. Now. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> as you said, we are going to be talking about a little film called Hagazusa and another little film called The Wretched, both of which are loosely tied together with witchy goodness and full core. I think they both definitely fall into full core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is going to be a lot of fun. Even if maybe watching some of them was less fun, I think talking <laughs> about them will be a lot of fun. But before we get into that, how are you guys doing? We haven't talked for a month. I mean, we, obviously, we talk literally every day, but we haven't talked formally for a month. How have you guys been? What have you been up to? What kind of creepy sex texts are you receiving? Because you know Ariel. <laughs> I am left out of the creepy sex text club. Oh, it's coming. I, I thought I was also immune, but I wasn't. Oh, you got a good one. <laughs> yeah, you did. Good. A bad one. I'm not sure. Good feels like... <laughs> <laughs> like a euphemism. I feel so, like the right word for it. So I think explicit first, is the word. Yeah. yeah. So first I get this text. It's just text at this point. My bad. I'm late. L-A-L. Answering. Last night was so fun. Exclamation point. I ended the night looking like this. L-M-A-O. Pause, pause, pause for anticipation. Um, <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> a very very attractive that. young lady and a, i guess a sheer top yeah uh, yeah yeah sure so <laughs> i have to say as far Nips as honeypots go this is a pretty effective one right yeah but literally the first thing i thought after i was like oh fucking spam was oh fucking ariel <laughs> <laughs> so i took to the private chat and discord and was like this is your fault <laughs> how does that feel ariel to be that person in our lives yeah i don't know that i'm enjoying that (laughs) (laughs) okay the it follows of porn spam yes right yeah but here's the problem is it follows when you pass it along to somebody else you're supposed to be done with it oh that's true why is it still glued to me (laughs) (laughs) it needs to move on are you also still getting sexy texts i sure am are any yeah. of them from Desperate 69, which is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, See, but I have not gotten any pictures of super hot people. I just want to put that out there. I think all I'm there's getting There's a is- qualifier in there. Can we circle back to the qualifier, which is super hot? Does that mean you are getting no, new no, photos? No, no, no. I just mean, okay. <laughs> I've seen people live, and they didn't look like that woman. So. 
Fair. I'm sorry, this is a weird conversation. Is hey, it at least you guys are getting one? interesting ones. I keep getting that my Dyson is is uh, held up for delivery, and I need to send them a dollar forty nine for it to be delivered. <laughs> oh my god! But what if it really is somebody bought you a Dyson and it's sitting in a post office somewhere? <laughs> this is like the time we were talking about before the show, where I got a message on Pinterest from quote unquote Matilda asking me for a portion of a Bitcoin because she had lost her watch. Because I'd lost my watch in a foreign. <laughs> Not country. even your wallet, but your watch. <laughs> watch. <laughs> it's like. It's like, please send Something me 0. .003 Bitcoin. <laughs> I didn't even know that you could get spammed through Pinterest. I didn't. Yeah, I had no Enterprising. idea. Enterprising. That is weird. <laughs> Enterprising North Koreans. Good job. Jeez. <laughs> uh, What's going on with you, Ariel? You always have some fun adventures from the, what did we decide? It was the Chaos Mouse? Right. Yeah. The... <laughs> Oh god. (laughs) No, she was saying how in Buffy everything sort of goes wrong there because they're at the Hellmouth. Well there's lots of there's lots of demons at the Hellmouth. Yeah. So Rachel basically thinks I'm at the Hellmouth, but like a sex version of it. You're at you're on top of the chaos mouth because it's not just sex, it's also also animals. (laughs) It's also raccoon gangs. There was that cat in the weird cape that chased you. There was a cat in a cape? (laughs) Do you not know this? (laughs) What? I am really behind. This must on, have been on, on more uh, deadly. Listening on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was just one day I went to go pet a cat that looked like it was in a costume and it was not happy with me. It, it chased me. It had a cape on. <laughs> yeah, it had a cape on. <laughs> I sent Rachel pictures and everything because <laughs> she was just like, what? <laughs> So, See, this needs to be our Patreon. We just put a camera, a Go, a GoPro on Ariel and follow right? her around all day. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a new picture to send you guys. So I'm going to oh put my. It, Honestly, I do feel like chat. you should start live streaming when you just go for a walk. Just put uh-huh. it on a lanyard. <laughs> yeah. Just walk and let the world unfold before the camera. <laughs> oh <laughs> all right. Gosh. So what we need a dispatch from the help from the chaos mouth. What's happening? What okay, is this? so Rachel, I think I told you this the last time we were recording more deadly that they've been doing <laughs> oh, a bunch no. of renovations in my apartment oh, complex, no. and so a ton of new people have moved in. This is mm-hmm. my neighbor's car. Oh no! I, I encourage you to visit this website. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to describe what I'm looking at. It is a yeah. Toyota Highlander, the back of a Toyota Highlander, um, and in the <laughs> back window we have an advertisement with a little pink heart that says here for the party exclamation point pure romance and there Uh is a website i don't know if we want to say this person's name but it is part of the url here so we'll just just go to the website pure yep romance i'm going slash person i'm going if you just go to pureromance.com it'll tell you it's just that if you put in her her name then she gets the commission oh it's a pleasure party Uh (laughs) uh-huh which like i'm totally fine with no shame but (laughs) you know that i am a former pleasure party consultant (laughs) yes (laughs) 
that I briefly had a stint as a pleasure party. Did you have it advertised on your car? That's what I did not. And maybe that's why the business never boomed the way that I was told when during my brief stint as a in a pyramid scheme. Never really took I didn't get that Lula Road dream. You know what I'm saying? But I did have a giant kit of vibrators that I think is probably still in the trunk of my car and is now just like a melted mass of <laughs> silicone. <laughs> anyway, it's totally fine. But I was just like, <laughs> they have to move into my building, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so they sell one. pleasure toys and cleanses. Uh, yeah. Those yeah. don't sound like they should go together no. at all. I mean, no. this this woman is just like a flora and fauna oh serial God. killer. Oh, and skincare. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this. There also needs to be a whole section about correcting whatever they're destroying in people's vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't trust their. God, the names of these flirts. Truly sexy flirt fragrance. <laughs> Nothing says instant headache like truly sexy flirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, you know it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's either like super musky or like oh, God. super grandma, right? There's yes. no way that doesn't smell. That sounds like, like a Bonnie Bell mm. lubricant. That's not. <laughs> Ew, Bonnie Bell lubricant. <laughs> Matilda. Ooh. One of these is called Titan. I'm guessing that's for the gents. Rat nuts. Okay. Oh, and then there's like a weird Babadook looking bottle called Dirty French. <laughs> Dirty French sounds like it involves poop. I want no part of that. I'm I'm getting out of here. I gotta go. Sorry. This is not pure romance to me. <laughs> but look at that Babadook bottle. Do not miss that thing. <laughs> there is something called a box office in here which i okay I that's of that kind name. of great though <laughs> yeah that is <laughs> i support that <laughs> and the butterfly effect whoever's naming oh, these is pretty my good God. <laughs> is there a secret horror fan in here is that what i'm hearing we got a babadook bottle we got maybe i need to talk to this woman <laughs> hidden <Hi>. agenda <laughs> so i'm torn because on one hand i'm like no danger run run but then on the other hand i'm like content hmm. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're keeping it sexy. Wait, what is this, Matilda? Probiotics for your panty hamster? Oh. What? <laughs> I've oh, never God. heard you that. You guys haven't seen that? That's a new one. That's a, yeah. I have never that heard that either. One. Yeah, discovered that last weekend uh, hanging panty out with some friends hamster. in Panera. And just, they're like, panty hamster? I'm like, you've never heard that term before? They're like, no. I'm like, no. Yeah, obviously, don't hang out with dudes. <laughs> Is that uh, a thing dudes say? Dude bro types? Yeah. Oof. I'm trying to figure out what dude in my life I could A, ask that, if that is really a thing, and B, would be honest and tell me if it was. <laughs> like, would you, Larry would first of all die. <laughs> yeah. He would just I, turn instantly red. Okay, I'll ask Justin. Justin yeah. I think Larry Tell would turn nice inside out is. if you, yeah. yeah. The singularity would occur wherever he yeah. was. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll ask Justin if he's familiar with this. The things I send my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I need a dude perspective. 
I don't want to. I need to give him some context. A lot of times I like to ask people weird things without context. This one feels over the line. A, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a lady. I know how to conduct myself like an adult. Of human. course. Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, while we wait for that, <laughs> what else have you guys been up to? I'm a little spaced out today because I was the guinea pig for a colleague of mine to do something called brain spotting last night that she's oh, training that? for. I mean, that makes me think of an upsetting MRI and also be train spotting. So oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, it sounds like it's a positive thing. So it was a positive thing. It was it's like a somatic thing that's supposed to like we were doing it for she's training and a thing for releasing physical things that people have. And I have had TMJ for 40 years. I'm a big clencher uh-huh. and grinder and my jaw released for the first time in like really? 40 years. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is great because I was ready like to get a Botox in for it. your brain. Uh-huh. It was fascinating. You just look at various points while you have headphones in doing a particular thing and she guides you. And so, yeah, I. That sounds really cool. Oh, yeah. It was very weird. But she said uh-huh. it might keep going for 72 hours that your brain keeps processing for a while. So if I am. What a great time to put Hagazusa in it. <laughs> you know what? It actually was. It was a oh, great really? time to put Yes. I was mellow. It was great. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, in that case, what do you say we get into what we have been watching? We'll start with you, Miss Ariel. What have you been watching? So I just finished recently Servant season three. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to watch it. I I mean, I'm obviously going to watch it. It's yeah. just a matter of when. Okay, so I won't spoil anything. But what I will say is that, one, if you're not watching the show, what are you doing? It's so good. I know it's on Apple TV+, Plus, but I don't know, get a free trial and, and watch all of it because this show is so fantastic. And season ah! two, what's that? I said, ah! <laughs> that was my excitement. I'm making verbal excitement noises. <laughs> It sounded like you were scared by a spider. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column A. <laughs> so season two was so kind of bonkers as they were trying to get their child back, right? Yeah. But And so season three opens up where everything's very calm and mellow yeah. and this beautiful family situation where they've all figured out how to live together and be in harmony. And you're like, this is interesting, but I don't understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And then it gets more and more unsettling and more and more bizarre mm-hmm. as the season goes along. And I was gobsmacked by the way it ended. It goes out with a bang. Let's just oh. say that. <laughs> okay, You're so in for a treat. the next season is the final season. Like yes. It's a whole planned out thing. Mm-hmm. Did it leave you dying for the next season? Or yes. like, I don't know how we even go from here. No, it definitely left me wanting to know more. Because by the time season three ends... You do know a fair amount more about what's happening, at least with the nanny. And then the final episode, you sort of get a glimpse of some other of the culty stuff. And it leaves you wondering, like, how is this going to get resolved? Do you feel like you have faith that we will get resolution? I do, just because it feels to me like there's a strong guiding hand. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Because, I mean, this thing introduces so many wild things, I, I, and it makes you want to know. 
Like, yeah. I, I would be so bummed if we are left with some like, ambiguous un- yeah, <laughs> no, That ending. would be unacceptable to me because we've gone through now three seasons where yeah. you still don't totally understand the bigger picture and exactly what's going on. And they right. keep introducing sort of more supernatural elements, mm-hmm. but you still don't understand is it really supernatural is something else happening and so if we don't get some kind of revolution resolution in season four i will riot i will be really mad (laughs) either the first episode or the first two episodes i can't remember but the thing in the walls is wild yeah Mm -hmm. it sure is (laughs) there's there's just a handful of moments that are just bonkers and right. even just those first episodes but compared to where we left off in season two right. it feels it's here's the thing is it's not sane it's just relatively sane compared to where we were when that Betamax came out in season two <laughs> <laughs> never have i been more enthralled by a Betamax, Betamax plot point right. than i was in season two of servant <laughs> I, I will, con- even though I have not seen the third season yet, having just seen the first two seasons, I cannot agree harder with Ariel than to say, this is the show you're sleeping on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody should be watching Servant. It's Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. And there were a lot of women directors this season, which was really cool, too. Yeah, Julia DeCornow was one of the yep. directors of the show. Ooh. M. Night Shyamalan's uh-huh. daughter directed yes. a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of interesting horror women horror directors that we've covered on More Deadly that have ended up directing episodes of Servant. Anyway, so that's great. I need you guys to get caught up so that we can actually talk about the ending and theories. I, I think when we get to, to season four, we should do like a Servant Oh, that would be really episode. fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So the other thing that I have been watching is Astrid and Lily Save the World. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been watching this one? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, honestly, I think all of you guys would love this. It's basically about these two high school students, these two girls who are outcasts and are constantly getting made fun of. And they end up mm, accidentally sort of summoning the end of the world. Whoops. <laughs> it happens. In, in sort of what they think is like a faux ritual. And then this is what it... happens when you let women read and they get their periods. <laughs> <laughs> And then the rest of the show is about them trying to undo what they did by killing various monsters and stuff. And it has the monsters, the creatures have a very Buffy supernatural vibe to them. The show is really funny. The girls are hilarious. They have such good chemistry together. It's a it's a really, really fun show. So I would I would encourage everybody to check it out. The show is over now. So you can watch the whole first season. Nice. Where That's is exactly it? who want to do it. It's a sci-fi show, so I think if you have that addition oh, nice. to Hulu or whatever, yeah. you can watch it there. And also, it's a it's a Danishka Esker height. It DC sure is. Joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know who that is, that is the director of the new Slumber Party Massacre, the other mm. thing everybody slept on last year. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this show. If you need something light and fun to watch, I would I go do. to this show. I yeah. do. I think you'll I think you'll really enjoy it. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is something that Matilda recommended to me. It's a book called Plain Bad Heroines by Emily M. Danforth. Oh, I'm so glad you read this. What did you think? I really liked it. This is an interesting book. It's essentially about two sort of storylines happening at the same time, where there was this all-girls school in the past, and some students there died under mysterious circumstances. And so the story is told from their perspective, I mean, not from the young girl's perspective, but the teacher's perspective at that school, as well as fast forwarding to the future, 
as these people are trying to make a movie about that school and you follow two of the actresses and the writer of the book about the thing that happened at the school, like a book within Mm -hmm. a book kind of a thing. So you're following these two timelines and it's just really unsettling. There aren't a ton of big horror moments in it, but there's just a lot of creepy things that happen. But I think the most fascinating part about it, honestly, is the relationships between all of the different women. And the cool thing is every single relationship of note is a queer one. So that's Mm. also really nice Mm. Mm because you rarely get that in books. Yeah, so I would definitely recommend it. Oh, I'm so glad I loved this book. It's like this perfect queer gothic novel, but has then and now stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it it has that slow burn gothic feel where the house that they live in on the school's campus property is so creepy. The descriptions and the things that happen there are so bizarre. And the way that stuff sort of devolves happens in a way I wouldn't have predicted. Yes. It's very creative. Yeah, but it does have some classic things of there's lots of longing in a turret somewhere right yes there is (laughs) (laughs) so it has what you like about that but it's modernized in this really interesting way yeah it's really cool i'd recommend that one too i know the woman who wrote it is a ya reviewer oh Mm -hmm. that's interesting and so i think she's read a lot of bad ya and wanted to make something Uh, good yeah okay okay yeah that is a thing (laughs) (laughs) girl who looks like a blob is in love with two extremely beautiful boys and she's the chosen one but she's extremely clumsy but she's really good at archery <laughs> oh, Dang, she's also maybe a you vampire. should be writing ya <laughs> sarah i think you're sitting on a gold mine there yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw some post-apocalypse in there we're rich That's right. we can we can cancel the patreon Sarah's gonna support the pod. Right, she has to figure out she's the you know descendant of something important in some supernatural way. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. How about you, Tilly? What have you been watching? Well, I went back to the theater and saw X. Yeah, me too. Yeah, (laughs) which I don't want to spoil, but I mostly really loved, and it was such a fun first movie back in the theater. And I know I heard you two talk about it on BGH. It's sex positive in a way that, in most ways, in a way that was really refreshing for a slasher. And the music is great. Chelsea Wolfe is involved in the music, who I really like, and that song when the final girl is pulling away. Is a Chelsea uh-huh. song. It's a great mix, also great mix of old and new, and it's set in the seventies. They did a really lovely job of making it look very seventies. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. It feels very authentic that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I have a couple things about it, but I can't talk about it without spoiling it, so I won't do that. But did go you see stay it. after the credits? I the... did. I did, okay, and God. I probably wouldn't have. Uh huh. But can I say what's a little of yeah. what's after the credits? Yeah. So a little of what's after the credits is a preview of something mm-hmm. like a preview of a prequel is that yep. real because i'm actually yes. more yes. interested in that oh no yeah, they're, they're already in the can filmed it it's oh, done. they have i'm more yeah. interested in that movie yeah so they announced it at south by southwest with that trailer they're like by the way it's done <laughs> yeah they oh, went into good. filming directly after finishing this one mm-hmm. oh good i couldn't tell if it was real or not but i am yeah very oh, no, interested real. in that it's coming yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, because I, I really liked X a lot. I just think 
especially after watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> and being so yeah. bitterly disappointed by that, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> this was a nice change of pace because it gives you a lot of the things that you liked about the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a lot of that vibe, but then it adds all this new interesting stuff on top of it. And it's just really fun too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's, there's some parts of it that are going to make you maybe a little sad and sort of think about your life and stuff, but it's also really fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's this total repudiation of just overuse of the old franchises like something new let's yeah. let's modernize a new franchise that maybe homages some of the older things can we stop beating the dead horse of these these freaking franchises right they're all bad they're all bad halloween bad well one of them was good halloween kills bad new scream sorry bad new uh texas chainsaw master <laughs> fucking abysmal <laughs> like just let's and so i was like i'm done if it was not for bloody good horror being like please come on and talk about this and i love them that i was like okay i'm gonna go and i do like ty west i do actually like ty west so i was kind of yeah. like mm, maybe this will be interesting i really thought i was done with slashers and they pulled me back in this yeah. one is so good it is yeah. so good and it breaks some tropes in a way that's really fun Mm-hmm. And there's also that alligator. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited that the prequel is there because I love Mia Goth and want to spend more time with Mia Goth. So correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could that stare at her correct. face for a long time. Yes, it's an interesting face. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean that in a good way, not in a like soft compliment. I find it fascinating to look at. Mm-hmm. It's a good face. Mm-hmm. Excellent face. <laughs> I agree. What else have you been watching? So I started Severance on Rachel's recommendation. Okay, thank God somebody else watched And I'm it. so excited because it is so bananas. Isn't it amazing? It's amazing. And even when I can see beats coming, I'm so in. And the mystery of it is really exciting. Ariel, I think you need to get on this because the mystery is, so, yeah. I have so many questions. Are you okay. as invested as the in the unexpected love story as I? <laughs> yeah, I was like, did not see this coming, and I'm very happy to be here. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm very invested in the Patricia Arquette of it. It yes. all is really great. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, maybe I need to check. I'm it telling out. you, Ariel, the mystery of this is going to pull you through any of the stuff you think you're worried about. Okay. Okay. I know it's hard for you to take the plunge and press play because <laughs> you're yeah. like that little voice inside is going to be like. No. commit to watching the first episode okay you were yeah. right about peacemaker and i thought you were going to be wrong so yeah that's I, true I you didn't even chance. this is i see it is not on your list here i'm very disappointed because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was the, hoping you were going to make a pitch to matilda for me <laughs> oh well i definitely can do that <laughs> <laughs> it's less black mirror than if dilbert was a dystopia like it's yeah kind oh of like yeah isn't it corporate and having yeah. in, like <laughs> true Two corporate parents. Sometimes the shots of the never-ending internal corporate mega building. I'm just like, yeah. oh my god, I've been in this building. Yeah, architecturally, it's a really cool movie. Yeah, the way that they use architecture. There's like the maze aspect of it, but then also the way that the sort of uh, geometric stuff really kind of drives home this sort of trapped or labyrinthian kind of vibe in yeah, there. And very this subtly. bleak. It's very bleak. It it is minimalist hell. Yeah, in every. I will say, Ariel, if you watch Tagazusa, there's no way this is more grim than that. There's just no way. No tech, though. Yeah, 
it's it's just not as grim. <laughs> but so far in this one, the the tech it's baked into the plot pretty early, and so far mm-hmm. it contributes to an unreliable narrator more than anything. So yeah, it's background. Yeah, it's not gadgety. It's not okay in okay. the stuff that I think that you usually don't don't go for. It's, it's like an Apple Store dystopia. Yeah, yeah. that sounds horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> It's less of a tech dystopia than Possessor. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought about Possessor with this one in thinking about recommending it to you because it has yeah. like something about tech in it, but not a lot. It's just in the service of a really good story. Okay. All right. I will give it a chance. Yeah, I'm excited for you to check it out, Ariel. I'm curious to see what you think. All right. I promise to have at least watch a couple of episodes before Perfect. next time we record. If you watch a couple of episodes, you're in. Okay. Because the yeah, you're the, not going to be able to let it go. The garbage that you have ingested because of a mystery, <laughs> we are providing you with a mystery that is also a good program. <laughs> I mean, you know Fair. it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we I'm all have our Riverdale, things, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. Well, and the final thing I watched that I wanted to mention here, even though it's kind of out of genre, was the W. Kamau Bell show we need to talk about cosby okay Mm -hmm. which i think is the best art and the artist separation thing i've ever seen Mm. someone contending with somebody who's been incredibly important to them and kind of being like what do i do with you now right and it's complex and interesting and careful and very full and i just i think this is this should be the model of how this gets talked about it's really good yeah okay i mean it's a hard watch for sure but this is a really interesting way to do it and i just i i love him i trust him to do yeah i do i love him i have not been able to make myself watch this but i did listen to his wtf episode oh which was fantastic yeah mark Marin is an interesting person to have this conversation with (laughs) the thing is though is he lacks the self-awareness that would prevent other people from asking very tough questions. <laughs> so there are moments where you can hear Kamal like pause, but then like it has an interesting answer, you know? Yeah. So I would, I would definitely recommend. Yeah. He also did an interview that he posted on his politically reactive podcast. Mm-hmm. He talked about how people get mad at like, separating the art from the artist. And that continues to be a debate because people get mad if you don't put the bar exactly where they would put it. That's really interesting because I definitely think that's true because everybody has sort of a, def- a different definition of what's acceptable and what's not for them. Mm-hmm. And that causes a lot of friction when you start talking about this stuff. I, mean, I feel like my rule is the best one, but I guess that's what we're saying. When they're dead right. and they can't benefit from it anymore and yeah. now the only person enjoying like getting any pleasure out of it is you. Right. But it's not just that. It's also the level, right? Mm. How bad is what they did, you know? Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Like, are we now not allowed to enjoy Independence Day? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can still enjoy it, that movie kind of sucks. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I mean, I love I did too. And then I went and I was like, yeah, I'm going to rewatch it. Ooh. <laughs> Some scenes are the I, best I, left I, in the past. <laughs> I saw Independence Day once. I saw it in the theater. I went, wow, that was really cool. I never need to see it again. Yeah. Yeah, you have always been the wisest amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been watching. That's my nice. Speaking of what wisdom, Sarah, what have you been watching? Not any horror per se. Been mm. working late 
But the wife started watching Ted Lasso, so I've been oh, watching some of that yes. with her. Yes. That's so and nice. I gotta say, Such I am nice in love show. with Coach Beard. Of course. Oh, yes. Yes. So of course. Yeah. <laughs> I've always said you're the Coach Beard of our pod. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good show. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. it is a good show. And when you're getting your tr- free trial to watch Severance and you need something to lighten things up, switch over to Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Servant and and you know what else is coming? Shining Girls, right? Which is oh, the new yeah. Elizabeth Moss joint. And I saw the pilot, and it was good. Oh really? Ooh, okay. Ooh, Ooh, awesome. Good. And Sarah, that weird—I think I talked about it—the Fight Before Christmas documentary is on Apple TV Plus, which is about someone who gets into a giant legal battle with their HOA about their right to have enormous christmas decorations that disrupt the whole neighborhood <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice disrupt or enhance i say enhance uh disrupt there are live camels and um... oh oh my okay oh, okay. oh okay i might be okay. taking a little but yeah. and, and he he's an attorney and he went into a full war on christmas war on christians place about oh, it so okay. it's well, a good watch i picked it's my team watch. <laughs> and I'm disturbed to say it's with an HOA. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> all right, cool. So, what have I been watching? I mean, honestly, we all know I hardly ever get to watch anything that is not podcast, podcast. related, yeah. or it's something I would not want to admit to in a public sphere, um, <laughs> aka like all programming on Bravo. <laughs> but <laughs> so, I have not watched a ton of stuff, but I did see a couple of horror movies at South by Southwest that. These are not out yet, but I so I will not spoil anything for you. Okay. But I did see some winners, and I was just going to tell oh, you about a couple of them. The first one is Sissy, which I wrote a review on. If you want to read my full review on The Advocate, it is available. But basically, it's another sort of social media horror film. I definitely feel like this generation of filmmakers understands that horror lives on social media. Yeah. Like, that mm-hmm. is where it lives now. And in this one, uh, like I said, it's called Sissy, and that's the name of the main character. Well, she goes by Cecilia now. Sissy was like her childhood name. Uh-huh. And she's a wellness influencer now who ends up kind of accidentally reconnecting with these friends from childhood that she hasn't seen in years. And you eventually find out why. But she joins them for this weekend away for her friend's bachelorette party. And it does not go well. Ooh, that sounds good. Lots of dying in this one. It's kind of like a slasher, but not. I don't know. I can't really tell you why. Just know it's a very interesting movie. It's directed by Hannah Barlow and Kane Sinses. I don't actually know how to say the last name. Sorry, Kane. And it's been picked up by Shudder. So when it does drop there, definitely recommend giving it a watch. The other one is one of my favorite movies that I saw this year so far. Okay, and that is the film Deadstream. Have you guys seen anything about this? I have not seen the trailer, but I've heard it's really good. It's so fun, you guys. Oh yay! It's okay. So it's sort of like a Gonzo style film, kind of like Spree, where Mm -hmm. the main character is the one that's filming it. It's kind of all integrated into the screen, like you're one of his streamers watching. Oh, interesting. Yeah, kind of like Spree. So you're like watching his feed, essentially. And it's about this disgraced streamer who was canceled after something that eventually you find out more about as the thing goes on. And he's trying to win back his followers and also his social relevance. And so he decides that what he does are these pranks or these things where he tries them. So he decides he's going to stay in a haunted house overnight. But 
spoiler alert, the house is actually super fucking haunted. Oh, that sounds so much fun. Yeah, it, it's really funny. It's uh, directed by Vanessa and Joseph Winter, who I think are married, I assumed. Or maybe their brother or sister. I don't know. They have the same last name. And Joseph Winter also stars in it. And he's pretty much the only star. I mean, obviously there's ghosts and stuff, right? But he, the whole time, the camera, for the most part, is just directly on his face. And it's he's hilarious. The writing in this is really funny. It's really gross in parts. It actually is genuinely tense in other ones. They use the tech really effectively. For example, one of the things he does when he gets there is he sets up motion cameras. And the motion cameras are set up to interrupt his feed. If there's any movement, it'll cut to that camera. So there are all these moments when things are starting to kind of get weird where the camera will cut to these motion cameras and you won't necessarily see something. And then sometimes you do. And then what will happen is he doesn't see that. So then you'll see the chat log and the chat's like, oh, my God, look at the camera. You know what I mean? So some of what's happening is happening. And so there are things he misses in the chat log because, you know, he's busy. But you as the watcher are seeing shit that's happening in the chat log that's on screen. So it's really cool. Really fun. Yes, it's really gross. It's kind of Evil Dead-esque. Like, it's very mm, splattery. Um, right. It's wacky like that, but it's also kind of dark. And yeah, like I said, it's one of my favorite things that I've seen so far this year. The things t- battling it out at the top are like Hellbender, X, and this. So yeah. when it it has also been picked up by Shudder. So when it hits Shudder, this is a priority watch. <laughs> Definitely awesome. check it out. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what we have been watching. Let's take a quick break, listen to this plug from our good friends, and we'll be back with our reviews of The Wretched and <sighs> Hagazusa. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a deep breath. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hi everyone, I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subisati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So first things first, before we get into the section, I just want to quickly thank our new patron, Vanessa, for joining the Patreon. Thank you so, so much. We really appreciate it. It really means the world to us that you would support us, that you like our ramblings that we put on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> we hope you like, enjoy all the new content. Yes. Yeah, we had some fun stuff go out this month. We had yeah, we our did. second ever live show. Which was, I don't know about you girls, but I had a good old time and it wasn't just the bourbon. (laughs) (laughs) I do think we need more sexist friends, though, because. Yeah, I agree. Admirably well. I know. It was very hard to shame them when they, you know, were able. I mean, they didn't do so great in the music section. Let's be honest. But the Q&A was chef's kiss. Yeah, that clitoris question, I expected completely different answers than we Yeah. because i don't know my experience like sleeping with straight men has not been that they understand that (laughs) (laughs) i put it in you came right (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should get some x's on the next live show oh my god i know but also just in a hypothetical fantasy black mirror world imagine if we did bring some exes on the show <laughs> like what if i brought my ex my carny ex oh my god i would pay so much money to see that <laughs> he's such a fucking moron though such that might be why it's funny though willie wear his net football shirt his cropped net probably 
please. <laughs> that was, you know what, though? Like, you know how you have a first love and you feel like you're never, ever going to get over them? Yes. Yeah. That was the moment <laughs> where I was like, I am unburdened of the yoke of these this, this torch. It, it has like, been extinguished. It, it's eternal spotlight. <laughs> Eternal yes. sunshine, but like yes. for your desire, just like yes. you know, they say there's no such thing as closure. There is. It's a net halftime. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. It's bonus points if it's a Raiders one. Oh god! Oh god! I just remember his cinched, cinched waist belt, like <laughs> jeans underneath a half top. Oh, so, ooh, it was uh, the giant killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, quite a look. That's what. <laughs> anyway, the point is, we had a really great live show, and we have a lot of really fun content planned coming up. So, if you've been thinking about joining the Patreon, like our girl Vanessa. All right, let's get into the reviews on this here pod. Starting with the wretched Matilda, you have the background on this one. Why don't you tell me a little bit about this movie? Yeah. So this is a really interesting background piece or i hope so the wretched it was made in 2019 by brett and drew price who are brothers from detroit and they have kind of an interesting background with horror their father worked on evil dead as a visual effects person oh Oh, that's interesting the meltdown scene was filmed in their family basement that's cool oh And when Brett was a toddler, he snuck downstairs and unwittingly saw a clip of that scene being projected onto a sheet. Oh, no. (laughs) And he was terrified. They didn't know he was there. He was totally freaked out. And he said, so I didn't watch Evil Dead until I was 15 years old because I had it in my head that that was the worst thing I'd ever seen. And so I had an irrational fear of horror movies. Wow. But intense. like many of us, he was then kind of addicted to them for the same reason, because what terrifies you also fascinates you. Yeah. Right. Like, I want to touch it. I want to touch it. Dad's job also was to transfer things onto VHS. And the brothers worked as teenagers and in their early 20s at video stores. So they saw a lot of classic horror and were really influenced by a lot of classic horror, like Rear Window and things like that. That makes sense. Yeah. So there were a couple things that went into that, to this movie, The Wretched, when they were thinking about making this movie. One was kind of all of that terror they felt as kids. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. the other one was that in the backyard of their Detroit childhood home, there was this gnarly old tree that inspired Mm -hmm. the witch's woodland lair. And lightning had struck this tree and kind of half killed it. So it had a big hole in it. And the brothers would go out in the woods and dare each other to reach inside the tree like Flash Gordon style. (laughs) And so this was this little movie. I think it was made for like $68,000. Like it was really, it was was such a cheaply made movie. That's shocking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it opened at a film festival in mid-2019 and then was slated for release in 2020, right when COVID hit. And so realistically, the brothers had expected this to open in 10 or 15 cinemas in the U.S., disappear Mm -hmm. after a week, and hope that the good reviews and the festival buds would make people watch it on streaming. Yeah. But instead, (laughs) it was released to streaming in May 2020, and while a lot of other movies had said... You know, we're in the middle of the height of COVID, early height of COVID. We're not putting anything in the theaters. 
this got released in about 20 drive-in movies mm-hmm. across the That's country. So, so it releases on VOD and in drive-ins. And because there is so little else out there, it has this outsized success. One, because critics don't have anything else to write about. Right? That's interesting. I hadn't thought about oh, that. Of course, yeah. So critics are like, I'm a movie critic. What the hell do I write about? And the only pl- and it's a safe place to go see a movie, right? And they were saying, you know, a big horror movie felt like it would do well in the drive-ins because the quote is like, you're not watching it in a pristine or perfect situation. You're under the stars and you're listening through your car stereo. So you kind of need things to be big and loud and fun. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and, that's true. And that's where like horror movies and sci-fi come in. And I guess Evil Dead, which I didn't know. It kind of ties back to Evil Dead because theaters wouldn't release it, but drive-ins would oh. at a certain point. Mm. And so kind of like their dad's movie, taking it back yeah. to that. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. But all of those factors together combined to make it the number one movie for five or six consecutive weeks. Yeah. The top of the US <laughs> I remember box office. reading that at the time. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. means that it is now in the company of Avatar, Titanic, and Black Panther. <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Even though this had a total take of $2 million compared to <laughs> Avatar's $2.9 billion. Yeah. A little different. Still, a little though, different. I'm way more impressed by their being yeah. amongst them than Avatar. Yeah. And like... I guess their friends were like, you know, this is just because of COVID, right? And they're like, but also it's a fun movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is the strange backstory to so this. So cool. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, they don't have anything else lined up that I, at least not on IMDb. I thought you would think having the number one movie for five consecutive weeks would have thrown open some doors. Well, they have some, there's some talk of a sequel to this. Oh, it looks like. okay. That makes sense. My body yeah. is ready. Even though it looks like they were just trying to make a kind of ironic ending is what they were saying. Mm-hmm. But if there's a little appetite for a sequel, they'd be into that. But they're also looking at something werewolf related. They have some other horror movie. Oh, okay. Well, okay. werewolves are very in right now. Werewolves are having a moment. I know. Yeah. They? yeah. For like, like two years straight, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because everybody's like, oh, I now see the beast within all of my fellow humans. <laughs> right. Or like, you know, something scary that like, I don't know. I don't understand what's happening to me from internally is a mm-hmm. compelling thing during a pandemic. Yeah. 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 So that's the background on The Wretched. Awesome. So you also have the synopsis. Tell us about what this movie is about. So this is directed by Brett and Drew Pierce, like I said, who are in fact brothers. And it stars John Paul Howard, Piper Curta, Jameson Jones, and AZ Tafai. And this is about a rebellious teenage boy who goes to stay with his father in a seaside tourist town. He begins to notice strange goings on with the family next door, particularly the mother who he worries is a threat to her own young son. Yep. A lot of eating of your own children in this movie. This <laughs> a lot of, yeah, both movies <laughs> yeah. definitely have a connective thread there. Mm-hmm. It's the baby eating episode. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> That's what I want my name connected to, picking the baby eating episode. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry, Ariel. Is, there's also been ground zero of sex texts, so there's that too. <laughs> You're cool. Flex. <laughs> your legacy is complicated and complex and diverse <laughs> all right awesome okay so now ariel you selected this movie yeah what did you think of it first so, of all why did you pick it and then what did you think of it? all right so i watched this movie when it first came out so this is my second viewing and the reason i picked it is because i had wanted to choose hagazusa 
because I needed to talk to somebody about it and everyone refused to watch it because you're all mean. And so... <laughs> yes, we're the mean one. Mm-hmm. Let's go with that narrative. Because <laughs> I made the mistake of when I first watched it of telling you guys that it was really bleak and slow and then nobody watched it. And I made a similar mistake this year and nobody watched that movie either. So I must learn. What was the other movie? My heart can't beat unless I tell it unless you tell it to. Oh, yeah. It, that just looks sad. Right. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's I'm sure we'll get to watch it at some point. Then. <laughs> <laughs> So originally, I had thought of pairing Hagaziza with the movie The Medium that came out last year, because it is also a folk horror story, but from a different culture. And I thought there was some overlap there that might be really interesting. But I was talking to Rachel about how I wasn't sure if it was fair to give you guys two super bleak, long movies, (laughs) both in foreign languages. And uh, then my other idea was The Wretched, and she was like, pick pick the wretched pick, pick the wretched <laughs> yeah be merciful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you were merciful yes i was because so my thought had been everybody would watch hagazooza first and then follow it up with the wretched but it seems like everybody did the opposite so i'm sorry about that because i felt like this might be a little bit of a palate cleanser yeah i started hagazooza at one last night mistakes were made that was <laughs> and then mistake. i woke up this morning and watched the wretched <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yep. Today's uh, starting on a little more upbeat note. (laughs) This is the fun baby eating movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing is this movie is really fun, even though there are two scenes where children are eaten. (laughs) Yeah. I just I thought this movie was a blast when I first saw it. And I thought it was really fun the second time through, too. I mean, like Matilda mentioned in the research section, it feels very much at the start like a rear window-esque movie you know Mm -hmm. where he's watching his neighbors but it turns into this folk horror story and I think that the witch in this is super cool aesthetically I thought she was great as was her altar and it sort of has that fun feel of a pg-13 horror movie but it's got some of the gore and intensity of more like a rated r and so I appreciated that combo I just think it's really fun yeah yeah Mm -hmm. all right cool how about you, Sarah? Was this this was the first watch for you, right? Yeah. What did you think of the wretched? It's okay. Okay. All right. It's it's a fun dumb sort of Sunday afternoon movie. I don't feel the need to revisit it again. I actually kind of felt like it would have been great if it was cut down by about half an hour or so. Oh wow! And been like you know part of an anthology. Oh, okay. An episode gotcha. of a of an anthology series or something would have made a great creep show. Mm. Okay. I I've got a few questions. Mm-hmm. My main one is if the little boy, and, and this is all spoilers, folks. If the little boy is the little brother, then why the fuck was he in the neighbor's house and cuddled up with the husband? There's two little boys. Yeah, there's two little boys. There's the neighbors boys. have the late neighbors have a baby and a young son. Okay. And the kid also has a younger brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because when we do the flashback at the end, you see. The yeah, I saw that, it was, the, it, yeah. that there was the the brother, but I was like, yeah, it didn't even click on me boys, that there was like probably that they were the... like named different or anything. So I was yeah, kind no. of like, okay, why was why was he cuddling? <laughs> with I mean, the, I, with I the think yeah, that would be intentionally confusing. confusing. Asking the boy to to protect him from his mom, and yeah, yeah. so I was like, all right, that's a little confusing. 
So okay, so that explains the random child that was in the <laughs> in the tree then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, I guess some townie kid got eaten. All right. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah, this was a first watch for me. And, you know, I agree that this is more of a fun one. This is a great throw it on when you need something a little lighter, a little less actually terrifying. But I did think some of the scares were really effective, especially the creature effects look really great. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought in this one, and especially the possession stuff where I always am in for a slight uncanny valley in a physical performance that involves contortion or mm-hmm. these physical performances where you have to communicate something being off by the wrongness of your posture or gait. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, those that stuff was cool. Yeah, that stuff looked really good in this. And I thought the scares were good. The one seen through the baby monitor. Ooh, that mm-hmm. scene was very creepy, yes. I thought. As yes. was the scene where the dad finds her altar. Yeah. And he's looking at it and examining it. And all of a sudden you realize she's standing behind him in the deer mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's creepy too. Yeah. And I yep. feel like the um, one of my biggest childhood fears, this preyed in this very fun way on one of my biggest childhood fears, which oh, okay. was getting grabbed around the ankles and pulled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah. And it happens a couple different ways in this movie, both with the baby monitor scene and then once in the tree that was fast and great. It wasn't just a prolonged struggle. It was like a quick little pull that was really effective. Yeah. 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 It's, it's super creepy. I also love you're talking about the way that she moves and the way that her back kind of moves and stuff. And also the way as she starts to age, because she needs another, you know, kid to eat. And her skin is sort of melting off of her mm-hmm, and getting mm-hmm. sort of stretched out where she kind of pulls mm-hmm. her arm skin back to smooth it out. And then it's like all wrinkled or where her eye, her she's eye. like stretching out the eye skin. Ugh. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was yeah. that was cool looking. That was. Really yeah, cool I'm shocked that they were able to pull all that off for such a tiny budget. That's crazy. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like it looks like a studio film, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it really does. Um, The one thing, and I may be reading way too much into this movie, I feel like this movie is saying something interesting about divorce Mm -hmm. and the way that children are forgotten Yeah, Mm -hmm. in divorce. But in that, when I started to think about that in that lens, I'm not entirely sure how this woman, how this movie feels about women. And Mm -hmm. I don't have more thoughts than that. It's just a question. But if that's true, I don't know. Because almost every woman in this movie is contaminated and it is a threat in some way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's true. But as far as the divorce, it seems like his mom is a really tuned in parent. Yes. Right. Yeah. She's the yeah. only protected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the the young girl that he, Mallory, yes. I think was her name, mm-hmm. that he befriends. I thought she was really cool. I think she's really yeah. funny and charming and very self-assured. Yes. Which a lot yeah. of times you don't see in teenage girls in movies. And so yeah. that was really cool. And I know that the contamination thing that you're talking about, you know, happens to her at the end. Mm-hmm. But I just, I appreciated that she kind of didn't put up with poor treatment. And oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was just very much her own person. And mm-hmm. very take charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to her own detriment, unfortunately. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. true. It might be slightly yeah. because I think we were supposed to connect to the main character and I found him kind of awful. <laughs> okay. In yeah. terms of how he was gotcha. with adults in his life. So, um, mm. Mm. That part was hard. Kind of an ass. 
I mean, yeah. he feels like a I teenage mean, boy. Yeah, he feels like a teenager <laughs> whose parents are going through a divorce and he's fucked up and doesn't want to really take responsibility for it because he's, I don't know, 16. Yeah. 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 It felt it, like, yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of an ass, but it felt uh, it's real. realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the sweet thing where he leaves all the starburst for Mallory. That yeah. Was really sweet, but... Yeah. He strikes me as someone who's sad. Yeah. yeah. He's very yeah. sad. sad. Mm-hmm. And does not know how to deal with those emotions. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw this also at the start of the pandemic mm-hmm. when it came out. I was very excited oh. to have something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's a lot of things taken away at the beginning of that. Yes. I mean, over the course of the years. But I mean, a ton of shit got, that I was excited about got pulled out of theaters. And we were like, is it coming to VOD? What, what, what? And so when this dropped, I was like, awesome. This is great. And for I think to some degree, there was a little monoculture around it. Horror fans who were craving something jumped on this. And I really liked it at the time. And I... I really enjoyed it this time as well. Oh, good. What I th- I think I like about it, and it, maybe this is what made Sarah feel a little like, eh, about it, is I, we're living through this era of, you know, elevated prestige horror. Everything is genre blending, which I love. I mean, we've talked about many of those kinds of films in here. But this thing is just a straight up horror movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is uh, in the way that some of my favorite you know, kind of crummy, but enjoyable 90s horror was. This feels like it's, it could be, you know, with a darkness falls, you know what I mean? And I, I have a soft spot for that kind of thing. And it's becoming, in my opinion, because everybody is trying to be the next A24. Yeah. I, I feel like it's largely kind of becoming an endangered species in the genre. Oh, so, I totally agree. Because we're getting, yeah, we're getting so many of those movies. Everybody's kind of competing to be the next big thing as yeah. far as that goes. Yeah. And a lot of them are successful, but a whole lot of them are not. not. And these are the kind of movies that I, I want to balance. You know, I want a yeah. lot of these ones, too. Yeah. I also love the American folklore aspect yeah, of it. Uh-huh. Because, okay, so so much of American folk folklore is very much interweaved with patriotism. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of our folklore is very founding fathers-esque. Yeah. Or it doesn't, as a like white lady who's probably the descendant of colonizers, doesn't belong to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Sure. Whereas witches in the woods feels like folklore that I can kind of hold on to as part of my cultural folklore. Is that a weird thing to say? I mean, it's no, something I, think, I thought I of. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I have a very soft spot for American folklore, folklore. and like witch stuff is always something I really like. Although I do not like how much animal violence is in, is in witch stuff. I that's really true. think that's a mm-hmm. that's a major point of these films. It is, yeah. But yeah, so I I really enjoyed this visually. I thought I loved all of the the tree, the way they use the symbols, all of that kind of you know world building. That tree looked like a woman. Like, it felt very much like her womb. Almost, yes. You know? yeah. Yes. This dark, wet place. Yeah. And then when we get the reveal of what she looks like, she looks <laughs> awesome. She looks awesome. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I really like this movie. I love the twist. I, the second time through was really fun to watch because I knew where it was going. Yeah. And so I was able to kind of see all the places where they were seeding that stuff in, like him playing Connect Four. It's very strange. But yep. it goes by so quickly, you don't really notice it. But then in context, like the next time you see it, you're like, mm, 
I see that. Or even the right. way that people are posed in the photo, all of the that way her stuff. hand is out. Yeah. Yes. And you think he's unfolding the photo that's on the fridge. It's just a, di- it's just a divorce thing, you know, where yeah. the dad doesn't want to see the mom, but you realize yeah. there's more to it than yeah. that later. Yes. Yeah. yes. And I just think that that idea of children disappearing, not just from where you can physically see them and know where they are, but from your memory too, is so unsettling. I just, mm-hmm. I think that worked so well for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I liked this. A lot, a lot. It was a fun Yay. rewatch for me. I was, I was glad we went this route, and you were very merciful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am glad to hear you at least like one of these movies. <laughs> for for me, my biggest complaint was that the the reveal at the end. You can see where it's set up through the the rest of the movie when you go back and think about it. But watching it, I felt like. We're 40 minutes into this and only one slight thing has happened. So for mm. me, it was just the pacing of it. That was just like, gotcha. come on. You know, um. <laughs> I can see that. I appreciated the the buildup and the sort of investigation <laughs> part of it. Where, yeah, the mystery, <laughs> of course. But just like the fact that you're sort of seeing little things go wrong and he's sort of being gaslit by everybody. Nobody believes him. I, I liked all of that stuff. But if oh. it didn't work for you, I get that. If you were hoping for a fun movie like this to have action from the start, that makes sense. And honestly, when they showed that fourth plate at the at the dinner he missed to go to the party, yeah, I was like, Oh, Sarah's Mallory's mom. That was that was all I was thinking. That I didn't mm. think there was mm. a fourth person there. I thought it was her little oh. sister, and you were going to find out that that the uh, dad is dating Mallory's mom, and he's going to be wondering. all oh, yeah. because he likes the girl. Interesting. That never occurred to me. Mm. That's usually yeah. where it would go. Yeah, in so a light movie like, like right. this. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Any other thoughts? No. Before we move on to the meat of this podcast. Ooh. <laughs> nice choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> Intentional. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So overall recommendations. Would you recommend this movie, Matilda? Yes. Ariel. Yeah, totally. Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Background All noise. right. All right. Yep. This is an easy recommend for me. This one, yeah. you don't have to be too deep in the genre to have a good time with this. And I think if you're deep in the genre, you probably need something like this because you've been <laughs> A24ing the shit out of yourself for the last few years, which I love, which I love. But, you know, mix it up. All right, cool. So let's get into our next film, Hagasusa. Ariel, you have the background for this one. Can you tell us a little I bit about do. this movie? All right, so Hagazusa premiered at Fantastic Fest in 2017, and then it was released in the U.S. in 2019. And it was written and directed by Lucas Fiegelfeld. And prior to this, he had made a couple of short films and two, I had never heard of this term before, but he called them medium-length films mm-hmm. that he also wrote and directed. That's what Rachel is interested in, medium-length. I mean, I guess that's true, right? I mean, except for it probably is just like someone takes a step for 45 minutes and we call it a medium-length movie. <laughs> such a cynic <laughs> i'm not a cynic i experienced this <laughs> right, no but so- <laughs> like it took five minutes for her to scoop two scoops of water on her hair and then slowly rub her oh, hair right. again yes, and yeah that's true and then that's true. pick up the ladle <laughs> and slowly put it back on her head it's and supposed to be ritualistic touch. you know <laughs> yeah 
Right. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I was surprised by this, but maybe Rachel won't be. Uh, Hagazuza was actually his thesis project for film school. I mean, it looks fucking great. So that part of it, I'm surprised. Yeah. End of my comment. <laughs> this should be interesting. <laughs> I fear it's going to be Matilda and I against Sarah and Rachel in this conversation. <laughs> So since it was a student film, they had to make it on a micro budget that they got just from crowdfunding and sponsorship and used equipment from the film academy. The cinematographer or director of photography was Muriel Baquero, who had been working closely with Fiegelfeld all through film school. And this close relationship was really important because cinematography also plays a huge role in this film, like you were saying. Because there's so little dialogue and most of it just centers around the visuals. I think it's also impressive because, you know, we've been getting more and more women directors, but you don't see a lot of DPs that are women. Okay, so part of Fiegelfeld's family is also from a very rural part of the Austrian Alps. In fact, the younger version of Auburn was played by his cousin who grew up in those mountains. Cool. Yeah, and he said that as a kid, he was totally fascinated by the folklore and fairy tales that come out of that region and sort of the old pagan rituals that are still persistent there, mm. I guess. And he said that there's something sort of dark and fascinating and beautiful about those mountains that feel very close to witchcraft to him. He also pointed to the classic 1992 Scandinavian film, Axon, which we watched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the script took him about a year of writing and research to complete. And when he started, he didn't actually intend to make a horror movie. But as he began sort of developing the main character and the terrible things that were going to happen to her, it eventually evolved into horror. He started thinking about what defines people's fear of witches. And then as he researched and learned more about how women were persecuted at that time and what kind of trauma could lead to psychosis and ultimately the way the movie ends. That's sort of what made it more horror for him. So it took them four years to create the film. Two of those were spent shooting. And obviously because they were working on a small budget, some of that was because of that. So the interiors were shot on a set. So the interiors of her cabin? <laughs> Shack? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Those were shot on a set. But the church was actually a real church in Poland, the one with all the skulls and bones. Yeah. And oh, yeah. the out. Yeah, and the outdoor scenes were shot on location in the Alps, including during the winter where the whole crew lived in a farmhouse for two weeks. And he said that they really began to sort of understand the power of the mountains and just how cold it becomes and how dark the nights are. So one of the things you probably noticed as you were watching this was the score to this movie is really interesting and different. Yeah. Yeah, it was created by what he called a Greek drone slash ritual ambient band called Mohammed. It's written out as M-M-M-D, but they pronounce it Mohammed. Mm -hmm. All right. So as for what he's doing next in interviews he did in 2020 for this movie, he said that he was working on getting financing for a German film that talks about the current rise of neo-fascism in Europe. And he's also writing a script for an English language film, as well as a horror series set in 1900s Wisconsin. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So that's it. So the synopsis for this one is uh, Albrin. Is that how you would say her name? Albrin? I think so. Yeah. yeah Albrin, Albrin, a young goat herder in the 15th century Alps, is orphaned by her mother's death. She is shunned by the townspeople, but drawn to the mysterious dark forces that inhabit the nearby woods. 
I'm going to start with positives because I do have some positives for this movie. I'm okay. like having a little fun being a butt, but there are things about this movie that I do really appreciate. It is absolutely stunning. The set design, the art direction, and the way that he capitalizes on his setting. This thing is delicious to look at. It is beautiful. The Alps are stunning. And he takes full advantage of those vistas. All of the indoor stuff, it's very dark, but beautifully lit you know in those dark settings a lot of times if people don't know how to light them you can't see shit you see yep. everything here and still it feels very dark i don't know what kind of lighting he's using but it feels like he's using candles and shit like if uh -huh. he's not it, he convincingly gives that uh -huh. on screen i think alexandra quinn's performance in this is stellar she does something with her eyes that is communicates horror yeah on another level yeah when she looks down whoo Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Yes. There's two yeah. scenes where she does this thing with her eyes that you're yeah. like, ooh. I think that the settings, in addition to the Alps, the catacombs are incredible to look at. Uh, I, the design of the Hagazusa skull is really fucking rad. Visually, yeah. this is an unfaultable movie. It's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. And I do think that this movie goes for it in ways that I'm like, balls. You know, you fucking went all the way with this. <laughs> you took it to a whole True. nother level. And I have respect for how much guts this movie has in that that way. I mean, it will show you things you've not seen before. It does not pull any punches. Those are things I really like about it. However, <laughs> it's become a running meme that I have no patience for movies, that I think movies are too long. And I think if you want to combat that narrative, this was not <laughs> the movie to show me. The pace of this is so beyond <laughs> self-indulgent to the point of where it is parody. I have it is it is absurd. It is absurdly slow, mm -hmm. not in a like <laughs> contemplative way, but in a way that it almost feels. I feel resentful of the pace. Oh, that's of this interesting. Movie. By the end of it, there's horrifying things that happen at the end. The only thing I felt was annoyed. I was really? like wrap it the fuck up <laughs> was what was in my head like i wow. kept pausing and looking at the runtime i could not believe that it had not advanced i have never like it was a chore to watch by the end because it's a combination of the ridiculous <laughs> pace the lack that yeah. even though insane things happen nothing happens and the the score feels like an exaggeration <laughs> it's just really? someone pressing a key on a casio for a really fucking long time those things combined made this grueling to get through absolutely grueling i just tried to focus on the pretty things because i disconnected from the total lack of plot i think that there it touches on a lot of really interesting ideas it plays with things around generational trauma or patriarchal systems um suspicion in the community and does nothing with them mm -hmm. uh, and i feel like our character is reduced to menstruation pregnancy and rape and then matricide i guess because life sucks then i don't know i don't know she has no internal life so how the fuck would i know not a fan really okay. pretty though really pretty. <laughs> all right so, fair enough wow <laughs> i mean an hour and 42 minutes is ridiculous ridiculous you could have cut 42 minutes out of this thing oh my god <laughs> all right those are my thoughts okay counter, counter, counter opinion now? Yeah. <laughs> counter opinion go for it tilly tell me why i'm wrong because i would actually much rather enjoy this than hate it so i can't tell if it was the space that i went into with this because i was honestly a little worried 
kind of having read up a little bit ahead of time and how it was going to go. And I am someone who would rather get hit by a truck than be present with myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm in a profession where people are like, let's take a soothing moment of silence. And I was like, let's eat a bag of tacks instead. (laughs) (laughs) And this movie demands patience of the audience Hmm. in a way that few things do. This, This reminded me so much of The Witch. Yeah. But in a much more lush, and I'll talk about this. I remember, Rachel, you told me about going to Costa Rica mm-hmm. and how the heat felt and how initially you got you got there and you were like, why did I spend my vacation money on this? And that you just have to mm-hmm. surrender to the heat was your advice to me. Yeah. And that's what I felt like I did with this movie. And I was so happy. Good. Oh, good. There good. was a point my sweetie came home in the middle of this and I put it on pause and I was like, how has it only been an hour when I've been watching this for three hours? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I was really into it. It actually reminds me a lot of doom metal in the way that it demands patience and uses space to build tension and to build feeling. It's hypnotic. It was like a trance. Yeah. Yeah. And I really love drone music, even though if I'm at home on the couch and in this kind of a thing and I have something beautiful to look at, I am not someone who wants to go to a concert and watch somebody hit one note and then wait 20 minutes and then hit another one. That that does not get me hype. But the amount of space between this lets you kind of lurk in all the elemental stuff that's in this. I loved the way that it kind of brings the pagan tradition stuff back, right? Like the four acts of this are shadows and horn and blood and fire. And you really get that the filmmaker just kind of lingering on that. I wanted to go to that forest that's in the third and fourth act with that beautiful like blanket of green on the bottom and the shot of the roots bleeding into the water. It reminded me of under the skin at times Mm -hmm. also. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I can see that, especially that water scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I will say I wasn't always clear what was happening in this movie. And so I did require the Cliffs Notes at times because I was like, oh, I was just tranced out for the last 10 minutes just looking at this. <laughs> uh-huh. And then there's a pretty shocking payoff. But I really loved this. I wrote recommend exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> Good. I'm glad Ooh. somebody liked yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> but you, there is this thing about you have to surrender to it. If this is a kind of like, okay, let's get through this, that's not the space to to do it. And so I can't tell if it was just because I'd had my brain messed with for a while a few hours <laughs> before. But for whatever reason, I was super into it. I feel like this is sort of one of those movies where if you told me you loved it, I would totally get that. And if you told me you hate it, I also would understand yeah. that, you know? Both are valid, I think, mm-hmm. with this one. Yeah, for whatever reason, I was actually... And part of it was, like, I was so proud of myself for liking it, because usually I can't hang <laughs> with things that are really slow uh-huh. and, like, you have to be present yeah. with them. Usually I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm going to do 16 things with my hands while I'm watching this. But this one, for whatever reason, I could really sink into. All right. Now, the wisest among us. <laughs> Sarah, oh what did you think of <laughs> Yeah, correct. <laughs> as we said before this movie is beautiful beautiful what the fuck ariel 
<laughs> Listen, I, I mean, I actually, I'll get into the reasons why I like this movie, but this is not like my favorite movie of all time. Okay. No, it's no, just, no. I saw this movie and I needed to talk to people about something. I get, that. I, yeah. I, 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 I get, totally I get, get that. that. I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely positively yeah. get that. <laughs> but I'm sorry I tortured you a little on the way. Honestly, I <laughs> Sarah was Sarah might have I given up entranced. her torment. Oh, crown. oh my God. I, are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Kat wants to know why you're angry and also how uh, women living in the Alps like that are completely hairless. But <laughs> That's a very was, cat question. I was I like entranced that. with it. I yeah. was watching everything like... I'm not disappointed in what I got, but I did kept expecting more. I kept expecting, you know, an ominous shadow that, you know, every time she talks to the skull, you know, crosses by sure. her. I was expecting some, like, just other, something more supernatural. Mm -hmm. And you don't get it. But that's okay. I yeah. liked the journey. There were things mm -hmm. that made me hella uncomfortable. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <sighs> but then thinking about it later, I'm like, well, that kind of makes sense because in the beginning when the movie starts and it's her and her mom and they're they're trying to get home from sledding and the old man's like, you need to get home before dark. You know, it's 12th night and he's chatting with them. I was like, look, motherfucker, they're burning daylight. Shut the fuck up and let him go. <laughs> and then the pagans showed up and then. You that know, part was like rad. banging on that the door at, and she, you know yeah. she's hiding the daughter and you know the pagans are all covered in fur with their horns and stuff and then you find out later that it's sort of implied that how she got her baby was that she was dragged out of the house and raped by the pagans and so that goat scene i could kind of understand it if your only sexual experience is being raped by somebody in a furry costume with horns oh i hadn't even thought about mm -hmm. that but That's interesting. that was really uncomfortable. When I watched this movie <laughs> and that scene happened, I was just like, what the fuck? And considering some of the things I have seen, that was really uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I almost wish we had not talked about it in the Discord because I thought for sure she fucked a goat. So when it was that, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it had set my my reasonable um, reasonable meter like off. Yeah, and it broke I my meter. But like I, I thought just... for sure we were going to find out the father of the child was, you know, like a goat, oh, but the devil. Uh -huh. You know what that I mean? As a goat. So I was like, oh, this is a goat fucking. Yeah. That's I mean, what yeah. this is. The first time I watched this movie, just I, had goat never, milk and movie. I had never heard anything about it. I just put it on to take a chance on it. And so when that scene came up, my jaw just kind of dropped. I'm like, what kind of movie am I in all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? totally. Totally. I, I, oh, I like I said, I wish I didn't because maybe some of the stuff would have hit harder if I wasn't yeah. already expecting something worse. Yeah. And then, and then the end where she's eating her baby. Oh. I, I, I read an article and it's like, but, you know, it, it was probably the goats because, you know, the, no, when, it they, was when, not the Swinda, goats. when Swinda killed the goats and, you know, maybe she, she decided to, to use the meat and, you know, she's eating the goats. It's like, no, dude, no, just, no, no it's no. the baby. She's the baby. eating 100% the baby. The baby. I don't think you can claim that it's the goats. No. Yeah. Well, I am very glad to hear that you enjoyed it, Sarah, because I was really worried that you weren't going to really like either of these movies very much. So <laughs> <laughs> I am glad that Rachel's the only one that truly hated this. I mean, here's the thing is, I do think there are some problems with this movie, but I really like a lot of it. I mean, like you guys have said, this movie is absolutely gorgeous. And I think it does this really cool thing where... The cinematographer and the director have this great eye and they manage to take 
mundane things and make them sort of into this creepy, sensual quality. Yeah. During that goat masturbation scene, <laughs> just the milk dripping off of her fingers, you know, or mm-hmm. the apple juice running down Swinda's face or whatever that character's name is. Yeah. Or even the way she tastes the mushrooms. It's all done in this sensual way that kind of adds to the perverse sexuality and like brutal sexuality in this film. I just think it's really interesting and it's all shot so beautifully where even things that are kind of gross and repugnant look pretty, you know? I just think it makes it really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and the music, I know Rachel you're like it's one note and it is. It's basically three notes mm-hmm. through the whole Here, let thing. me do the score for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but for me <laughs> Listen, would I buy this band's album? No. But for this particular movie, I thought it was almost oppressively foreboding. Yes. The way it rumbles in your chest, the way it creates this, you know, yeah, oppressive atmosphere. I just thought it worked so well in this film. So I don't know. I thought it was a really good pairing in Mm -hmm. that way. And it's effective. I'll give it that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm looking for. An effective movie, right? I mean, some of it. All right. Okay. (laughs) Sassy pants. (laughs) Ariel, it reminded me of the one time you and I were in the car together and I was playing that Dope Smoker song by Sleep. Oh my God. I thought about that as well. Yeah. Which is, you know, to to be fair, a 63 minute song. (laughs) Yes. But I am. (laughs) Okay. I found that Matilda sent me the information about it after that car trip because I felt so relaxed yeah, during yeah. that. It was like, it feels like there's a hand on my chest, you know, like kind of pushing me down and relaxing me. And as somebody who struggles with anxiety, I was like, oh, this, this is kind of working for me. I mean, I don't know that I would go to their concert, but right, no, Because like, I, I, I would fall asleep. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but it does, that song was described as, it sounds like an avalanche having an orgasm. <laughs> like, it's, it's just like, uh, like, it's just this huge wall of drone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I remember you <laughs> saying, like, if I was having orgasm. a panic attack, this would be great. Because it's yes, so, exactly. it's, it just takes your whole, all of your your blood pressure down to zero, practically. Right, right. That's exactly yeah. it. That's exactly it. So, yeah, and I just I just think that it worked in this film, you know, in a way that I really appreciated. But anyways, I just I just think the visuals here are so stunning and I know that it is very very slowly paced and that is going to piss off a lot of people like it pissed off Rachel. But I watched this a second time and I still was riveted. So I don't know what that says about me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, but I, I just really liked it. And I don't know. I think that the things that happen to Albrun, I agree, Rachel, she is punished throughout the length of this movie. And that's not going to work for everybody. I did, though, kind of she appreciate. She is an empty receptacle. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that she is this sort of empty vessel. Yeah. We don't get to know much of anything about her and that that's kind of a problem with it. And so it, that's why this didn't make my top 10 list the year that it came out. I just think there's all this other stuff in it that is really interesting. And I did appreciate that for like a half second, we did get an almost 
good for her movie where after she basically poisons all of the townspeople we just see her following the priests or whatever as they're collecting dead bodies to burn with a smile on her face Mm -hmm. that part was cool yeah that part was cool yeah it just feels like a man wrote a movie about a woman (laughs) you know what i mean the difference between even though obviously robert eggers wrote the witch i do think that there's internal life to thomason there is some there there mm-hmm. and this it draws a lot of comparisons to that and this that also has a, a pace that requires patience and is challenging yeah that's true but in the end thomason is a person and alburn is just something some things happen to and mm-hmm. i'm just like you want me to sit through two hours like just make a documentary about the alps brother you'll make a great one <laughs> it's cool it's a pretty place i love it i love your view of it your dp's view of it but please don't write about women. I don't need you to write about people from Wisconsin. Just write about shit you know, bro. <laughs> I have a friend who is so angry when the witch is brought up. She hates that movie. Oh, really? Why? I mean, I get that too, but I yeah. love it. So I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's it's so beautiful. And I love a lot of the set pieces and the things that happen in this movie. And on top of that, I just desperately needed to talk about this movie because I get like, that the goat masturbation scene is sort of a what the fuck thing. And then, you know, the stuff with her mom is really fucked up too, where mm-hmm. not only is this little girl living in complete isolation, essentially, and caring for her very sick mother who is abusive to her. And the scene where, you know, we see her sort of her fingers go black like we do with a lot of witch stuff. And then she basically molests her daughter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's disturbing. And then the end of this movie, I mean, the fact that she drowns her baby and then eats her baby and then catches on fire. It's a really intense ending that... I just kind of needed other people to experience with me, you know? What do you think that ending is saying, though? That's what I guess I'm I'm like, I'm like, I fought through this movie to get here and this yeah. is where we ended up. And it's not even that I'm offended by the baby ending. I think that's interesting. The shot yeah. where she goes and she's walking into the swamp and the frogs are leaping away from mm-hmm. her. It's fucking yeah. rad. Just see the bubbles. But like, what am I supposed to take away from this movie? Mm-hmm. It feels deeply misogynistic to me that's why i'm like i'm curious what you guys Uh got out of it if you think the directors of the wretched didn't like women what do you think this guy thinks about women Mm. yeah i mean i guess that's true it's it's sort of like i mean i guess you could take it one of two ways either she's an actual witch or she's succumbed to some sort of psychosis because of the isolation the abuse the starvation that she's undergone crazy But I personally think it's it felt more witchcraft like to me, especially with the end. I mean, because I don't know how you would explain the ending if it was just psychosis other than that didn't actually happen or she lit herself on fire, I guess. I guess that could be it. As you're talking about it, Rachel, I have concerns that she's a metaphor for Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is the most 90s thing ever. That you know, like that. <laughs> there's this kind. You're, of... you're you're saying it, and all the bells are going off in my head, <laughs> right? That like she's you know we're raping oh, Mother Earth. Where oh, like that gotcha, she's this gotcha. very elemental mm-hmm. creature that doesn't have an internal life or any agency. But that yeah, I could totally see you reading it. I, see I could totally saying. see that read. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. actually that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we had seen her i'm not sure exactly how to say this but almost graduate to like a higher plane of like witchcraft or something and and 
take back control over her life after going through this stuff and after you know sort of making the choices that she feels she's forced to make at the end that could have been interesting but I agree that having her go through all of this just to die at the end in almost sort of an anticlimactic way mm, doesn't say a lot of good things yeah. kind of a bummer I mean, and this I, like, whole movie is a bummer, honestly. Which I'm on board with. Give me a bummer. I'm down for a bummer. Just mm-hmm. tell me, say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or don't make me work so hard to get to get there and get nothing. Like, yeah. what are the other? Pick a lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, totally I, I, I absolutely see what you're saying. And, you know, it's like these are these are things that that I thought about the first time I watched it, too, because it it's just like kind of confounding movie because, again, there are just. There are so many things that worked so well for me, but I do think that what's missing here is a script. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's yeah. missing here. Yeah. What's missing here is, yeah, the internal life of our main character, just sort of understanding stuff better. Even the things with Swinda, where it's sort of alluded to that she's sort of like a proto Nazi, you know, the way yeah. she yeah. talks about Jewish yep. people, but you don't get a ton out of that other than the fact that anybody not them is unacceptable that's what i mean it brushes up against yeah really interesting ideas then she just turns into a groomer <laughs> like, yeah my only note never about her, her again. in my notes was fuck this medieval galane maxwell oh right <laughs> <laughs> i do think the way that that scene is shot is really interesting where yeah she's lovingly petting albrun as this horrible thing yes. is happening to her yeah i mean that's interesting to me and i did appreciate that he didn't film the rape itself this guy should make amazing music videos he does actually that's, that's one of the things he does that yeah. makes perfect sense to mm-hmm. me because it's it's just like a series of very loosely connected set pieces that look yeah. really great but there's no narrative i kept wanting to, i kept thinking about he would make such good you know when you go to a museum and you're in a box and you can just sit there and be yeah. in some like immersive environment he would be great yes. at that that's true right that's true yeah as much as i did not like this movie i'm glad that we watched it because i know the burden of having seen something and being like <laughs> i am alone yes. someone join me as much as i didn't like it like i'm happy to be that person for you Thank i'm you. glad that we are, are unyoking you from this. yes i never have to mention hagazusa again oh oh you'll never live this movie <laughs> you are gonna miss the days when you were alone on that island <laughs> because payback <laughs> no just kidding so i watched this i started this movie in the afternoon and then my nephew decided to come spend a couple days with me so i had to put it on pause and watch it after he went to bed because i am just now starting to get him to dip his toes into the, horror. No, 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 no. and i was like he was, he was like well is there, are there any of the ones you have to watch that i could watch with you and i'm like not this one yeah. <laughs> like, if i show him a movie about sexual assault goat masturbation and eating someone's baby i don't know that my sister would ever forgive me or that me movie sounds rad that movie <laughs> sounds fucking rad <laughs> cool. anyways i finished this movie after he went to bed in complete darkness with my headphones on and that was an interesting experience because i feel like it made it feel even more isolated and oppressive than it already did and that worked for me but i if if you have listened to this podcast and you have not watched Hagazuza yet and you're wondering, should I watch it? First of all, I would say yes with caveats. But if you're going to decide to watch it, 
do not watch it at two o'clock in the morning yeah. and then expect to be able to fall asleep and not just sort of feel gross about it. Yeah, I was so just like, oh, by the end, I didn't even feel that gross. I was like, just eat faster. Chew, swallow. Interesting. <laughs> See, I, I figured that one of the things you'd be mad about would be all the mouth sounds as I she did was not eating in- the baby. Honestly, the mouth sounds of the baby were less upsetting to me than the apple eating. The apple eating okay. was a no. <laughs> That's... You are an interesting creature, Rachel. It, 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 there's a crunchiness and a mixed with a juiciness of the apple. I see. and what about the mushroom yeah. eating? Did not like. <laughs> Did not enjoy. But eating because the flesh like off of every... baby ribs was a okay. I mean, at that point, I was just white knuckling it. But yeah, the, the crunchy noise was rough because, like everything else in this movie, it was done so slowly. Yeah, and we really spent time with every bite. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Can I just say, side note, completely unconnected to eating, that baby was hella cute. Hella cute. Yes. Hella cute. Can I ask, though, where is the baby pooping? <laughs> when, you, when you put that in Discord, I was like, this is why I love Matilda. <laughs> Questions like That's these. an excellent question. Like, what, The baby what is naked is... the whole movie and in wrapped in pristine white cloth in a white right. bed, and there's no poop. <laughs> yeah, we need to know where is the body hair and where is the poop? <laughs> It's the magical Apparently. mystical baby. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the baby never even existed. That's a theory. Is it? Yeah. That's a theory I, I read when I first watched this. I did love the shot underwater when she has drowned the baby and you see her step over it underwater. I know. She doesn't go around it. She just basically stomps on the baby. I was like, more of this. More baby stomping. Yeah. So one of the theories I remember reading, I think it was that either she never had the baby or it died you know in childbirth or something or that it dies over the course of the movie because swinda sees the baby right so we know likely that it existed at that point but that the reason the baby when she gets it back into her cabin to cook looks so mm, decayed kind of and and gray even though she just drowned it is that it had been dead for a while now so I don't know if either of those really hold water. I'd have to. I mean, she does look through. down and do her crazy eyes at it before she drowns it. Right. So like, so maybe was it's it already, already dead at that point? Yeah. And yeah. was she having that realization? Those crazy eyes. Well, they're great. Oh, man. They're great. when they killed the maybe when they killed the goats, they killed the baby. Yeah, that could be. That could totally mm, be. That makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. That's why she can keep running all these errands solo. Right. <laughs> like she's down to the catacombs. No baby. Yeah. yeah, he's down on Rape Hill. No baby. <laughs> Rape. Oh I know where was the baby for that one? <laughs> Left at the at her house. Yeah, and not pooping. And, and not be pooping. Cold brown one. when you got back there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember before the show, you gave me an animal violence warning. You're like, "There's a scene where she's with a man and a woman on a hill, and she goes back up. That's when the animal thing is. I was like, well, that's not very specific. I hope I can figure out what she refers to. <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I figured it out. <laughs> that was some good non-spoiler warning right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other thoughts about Hagazusa before we throw it in the rear view and keep it moving? <laughs> we can keep it moving, Rach. Just for you. Okay. All right. Uh, Ariel, would you recommend? I would just know what you're getting into. This is a slow movie and it's going to disturb you, but I just think it's so interesting that it might be worth taking a look. 
Although you might end up hating it, so and hating me for telling you to watch oh, I, it. Oh my god, I would never hate you. But I mean, I was definitely like Ariel. Why? <laughs> like two in the morning last night. <laughs> but I get it. All right, how about you, Matilda? Would you recommend? I would, but like Ariel, I would want people to know what they were getting into, and I think you should prepare for this as if you are doing drugs. You should yeah. be in the right frame of mind. You should know what's going to happen. You should have a plan if you need to back out. You should have a yeah. maybe have a buddy. maybe have a babysitter. <laughs> yeah, but yes. <laughs> Randy, the tw- twice this week, Randy r- pulled the ripcord on movies. <laughs> was the was other really... one with the scary of sixty first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was Randy more yep. upset about the goat intimacy, or was he more upset about the how dirty the hands were during that scene? Uh, I didn't actually get drilled down. I just know he was like, well, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Randy. Uh, Sarah, would you recommend? I'm going to say, yeah, with the caveat of like, you're an A24 person. You're one of these elevated horror people. Definitely check this out. I think you'd find it interesting. If you're someone who the witch was a little too cerebral for you, skip it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair. Assumption. Yeah, there's so much other horror out there. You can you can skip this one. So my answer is no. Okay, <laughs> let's. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I do recommend you be friends with Ariel because she's the best, and I love her. And I hope you're not mad. Aww, at me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you're worth ten hagazuzos. Okay, like oh I would goodness. I would watch them back to back. Be your friend. I would never make you do that, but I appreciate it. And that is why you're worth. <laughs> That's the catch 22. That's what makes it cool. (laughs) All right, cool. So we do not have any listener feedback this time, but if you had some thoughts, if you wanted to join team hater with me or tell me why I'm wrong, you can email us at Rachel at zombiegirls.com. That's G R R L Z.com. Or you can come chat with us over on the zombie girls, Facebook page, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ZG podcast, plural and slide into the DMS. Be happy to talk to you there. Whatever the case may be. If you are enjoying the show, we ask you to do us a huge favor. I say this every time, but I, as Ariel pointed out to me in the past, I tend, because I've said it so many times, not to actually explain or like take a beat to say why this is important. But if you love the show, please do take a moment and consider reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. I know it seems like a little thing or maybe a pain in the ass. I don't know where you fall on that spectrum, but wherever you are, the fact is that's one of the best ways that you can help us as a show it allows people to find us it just there's like a dozen reasons i won't run through but like algorithm purposes to you know just making us feel good about ourselves please take a moment to leave us a review on uh, apple Podcasts. and if you're listening on spotify give us that nice five star rating if you want to talk more about it slide into the dms email me we can discuss yeah. why it matters i don't you know i've been happy <laughs> Anyway, so yes, please review us. Please subscribe. All that good stuff. If you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight and you've already watched The Wretched and are considering watching Hakazusa, instead, come over and check out our video on demand (laughs) calendar where we keep track of all the spooky doings that are happening on streaming and video demand. There's lots of good stuff coming out. You want to keep ahead of it. You want to keep it on your radar. This is a great way to do it. If you uh, want to floss out super extra hard, you should check out our merch at uh, zombiegirls.com forward slash merch, where we got cool t-shirts, stickers, bags, pillows, I think. I don't know. All the stuff that they have there. You should definitely check it out. It's all super, super cool. And 
if you love us and you want to support us because you've already reviewed us on on Apple Podcasts, what else could you do? Well, guess what? We have a Patreon. And if you sign up for our Patreon, you get lots of cool perks, like the live show that we talked about earlier. We have our, we're already working on our next live show, which is going to be a ton of fun and you do not want to miss it. I personally don't want to miss it because I want to see what Justin is going to do next. Yeah, no, I can't. he's constantly surprising us. <laughs> as well as extended episodes on all the podcasts across our network. For today, we are going to be continuing are actually wrapping up the latest book in our what the fuck are we reading book club with the motion picture <laughs> which i mean in <laughs> That's a the most literal sense that there are pictures and they are moving generous of, <laughs> yeah. of go ask alice before diving into our next extended episode project which i will be revealing because i got to pick on the extended episode so yes if you join you can enjoy all of that as well as various other things so do so it's awesome so yeah that is it for us except for our streaming pick i did my homework this time for once go me i've only done this like a hundred times i'd be able to remember (laughs) okay so this time it is a little movie that i okay this is one of those movies like hagazusa where nobody has seen it, and I've been living with this. I made oh, Justin okay. watch it, so I've had one person, but none of the ZGs have watched it that I know of. So, and it it's it's not okay. It's a movie called For the Sake of Vicious. Have any of you guys seen this it's on Shutter? No, it got recommended no. to me recently, though. Okay, it is this super low budge Canadian film that it takes place all in one house. It's clearly like super super indie micro budget. But it has the most insane third act that I just, I'm like, I need someone else to look at this. But I'm not saying it's a great movie. It's just something I'm living with. But I do think it's interesting. I just don't want to overhype it. But I will say Justin liked it. So Awesome. Okay. So uh, Romina, an overworked nurse and single mother, returns home from her late shift on Halloween night to find a maniac hiding with a bruised and beaten hostage. When an unexpected wave of violent intruders descends upon her home, the trio realize the only way out of the situation is to work together and fight for their survival. Oh, wow. That does sound interesting. So it's a siege movie. Okay. Is there a ton of plot? No. Are the performances top caliber? No. But there are some things that happen when the siege happens that mm. are forever in my slideshow. Oh, wow. It is so violent (laughs) that if that appeals to you and you're curious you'll have a good time with this but i want to set expectations accordingly (laughs) there's someone who's doing his best canadian nick cage performance in this (laughs) interesting yeah yeah all right ariel take us out all right guys thanks for listening to another episode of the zombie girls podcast i really hope you liked our review even if you hated some of my movie choices <laughs> we had a really good time talking about it i feel Hell like i've yeah. had a therapy session and maybe i can finally let go of hagazusa so thank you for sticking with us and we'll catch you next month bye everybody bye, bye everybody. thanks everybody for listening and to all my co-hosts for waking up early every month just to talk about horror movies with me Production on this episode was done by yours truly. Our theme song for the show is 80s Halloween Horror by Megan McDuffie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode where we are going to be reviewing quite a film. <laughs>
<laughs> the magnum like the best thing william shadner has done let's just be honest let's oh, just be yeah. honest was grow that mustache except for he probably didn't really grow it that looked i like know a, that looked like a mouth work and oh, okay <laughs> mouth yeah mark. yeah <laughs> that's what they forever are going to be called now <laughs> yeah, forever right so we read uh, experienced, lived through, survived, uh, go ask Alice. And yeah. so because for some reason we've decided the format is after we suffer through a book is to suffer through the accompanying movie. <laughs> so who would like to maybe take over? Cause I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay. So let, let me, let me pull up the IMDB here real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is quality. Po- this is what people are paying for patreon oh, yeah. this so, quality podcasting <laughs> so i decided to make my mom watch this with me Amazing. okay how'd that Be- go uh it was interesting so my mom was born at the very end of 1955 so she's essentially the same age as i guess alice is what they're oh, calling yeah. her in the movie <laughs> oh um so because she was a teenager in the late 60s early 70s um so i was just curious to <laughs> know what she would sort of think of the I don't know, calamity that is this book and movie. Uh-huh. And she was, okay, th- these were a couple of her comments. Yes! One was this is quality. Basically- <laughs> this is worth paying for. <laughs> so one was, what the hell is with the slang in this movie? Oh, not, not like, convincing? No, no, no. She said this is like, she said it would be like if an adult, like a, an adult who had like never met a teenager tried to write teen dialogue. Got like it. You might think it's accurate because you didn't live through it, but it is not. It's super, super cheesy and bad. So, so that was interesting. So is not a thing people would write on each other's lockers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. And then she also called bullshit on becoming addicted to acid. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like, yeah. that's, that's not a thing. That... <laughs> it's not um, how it works. Yeah, that's not how that works. And she was confused by how quickly things devolved. <laughs> that was my complaint about the book, too. She took acid one time and then she's shooting up. Yeah. 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 Which they didn't even show in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's too a scandalous for the, you know. No, basically all they had her talk about was acid and pot. I mean, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And that, yeah. you know, she tried speed for a while. And... She... Well, she was doing pills. Oh, that's yeah. right. She's doing pills. Okay. Yeah. Also, oh, my mom also uh, said nobody would just like give away all of those drugs just to frame some dumb right? high school girl. <laughs> Again, right? when somebody offers you drugs, you say thank you. That shit's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. All but right. yeah, the fact that she goes from basically like trying acid to then being homeless on the streets and that conversation she has with the priest will we need to talk about and then you know basically the next thing you see is that she's in the you know the mental hospital right the psychiatric hospital all wrapped up i think she starts yeah well she she comes she comes oh that's right she does start pushing yeah Yeah. and we see the made for tv teenage orgy Like the suggestion <laughs> right. of the made for TV teenage <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm getting 
a butthole placed on my face. Okay, get out of here. Hi, Fry. <laughs> Actually, it's Lila who's being a butthole terrorist. Are you getting bingo stamped on the face? Yeah, a little bit. Um, 